I am Doug Friedman. And I am Meredith Levy. And this is your Mental Breakdown. The podcast. Patreon version. Of rights <laughs> for you special people out there. That's right. That's right. How are you doing, my special friend? I'm good, Dougie. How are you? I miss you. Oh, I know. I haven't seen you in a while. We've been taking a little time off the regular podcast. Yeah. And we're still doing this one. Still for you guys, our diehards, our Patreons, our patrons. Patrons? Sure. I will say, uh, and this is a whole nother topic. Maybe we'll do a uh, inside out on this, but therapist burnout is real. So as much as we love doing this and love working, <laughs> like right. when we're working nonstop and then we're doing this on top of it, like there's burnout and totally. it's real. So sometimes we do have to take a break. And even though neither, I mean, Doug, you're okay with, you're better about taking breaks, but not really. Cause even when you take a break, you're doing something else. Yeah. And, and that's to me, it, it might be taking a break from clients and yeah. then I'm working on this. Totally. Or your album or something. Exactly. Taking an yeah. actual vacation where I don't have a project that I've manufactured that I'm doing is right. wild and foreign. And I'm, I want to get better at that. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah. Me too. I mean, the times that I've done that in the last three, four years have been times where it's related to my body shuts down or, or grief mm -hmm. or something. And it's, right. that's not the way to do it. You know, I, I, I preach about taking time for yourself, slowing down, right? Really finding rest and finding play. For me, it's always been the next project, the next thing I'm working on. It is hard. And yeah. I mean, maybe we should still get back to that <laughs> turning, shutting down our computers at night. We did that, what, once? I, there was, I mean, we did it. We, we failed miserably. We failed wonderfully yeah. at that. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember we were like, okay, okay, let's do it this time. And I think I did it like three or four days in a row. Yeah. Because you did. it was fresh. Yeah. And then it was, and it's easier once you start doing it because the things that you had open, you have, you're forced to like save and put somewhere so that totally. you can close everything. Right. Yeah. But then it's, it's, I start working on something and I don't finish it. And like, oh, I just want to keep it working in the background. Yeah. hundred percent. Right? Yeah. There's the rub right there. So, so while we encourage you all to slow down, take breaks, the holidays can be overwhelming. That is for sure. We mm -hmm. are trying to take the same advice. So if we're not around as much, that would be why, but here we are. <laughs> Absolutely. And for Patreon, for you guys, like we are going to be on here putting stuff out. That's one thing we don't totally. do very well. Like we don't, <laughs> we don't stockpile a bunch of episodes and go, cool. No. We've got 10 in the can. So we're good for the next 10 weeks. Let's go party. Like, no, no, it's every, every week. We like to do it like right when things are happening. So it's like real, real time. The sessions might be older, but it's real time with us. And right. yeah, that's just what we like to do. But speaking of <laughs> real time and the yeah. episode. I, I messed you up. <laughs> so you guys, I don't know. About, so I listened to this episode. I listened to it without Doug. I listened to it. I take notes. Then Doug and I record and I'm listening to it. And I'm like, wait, let me start this over. Cause I've clearly <laughs> met. And I was like, oh, I must be doing the wrong episode. Let me go. Back. And I was like, what in the fuck is going on yeah. throughout the whole thing? My notes are like, what, who, what? So Please yeah. tell me, am I just crazy or? No, no. Well, yes, you are. Right, and right, right. So there's a couple of holes I'll fill in for you guys. I should okay. have, 
rarely you should, but I should have filled you in before you listen to it. I'm like, right. eh, she's a pro. She'll get it. No problem. Totally. <laughs> but yeah, and we cut a lot out of this one too. There were a lot of identifiers in this. So there's a, just a lot of context you didn't get. So for you guys, what was going on, the last uh, Drew session we had after that, I think he goes like two trips happened for him. One was he went back to Seattle for the funeral of his friend. And then he came back and then we actually had a session and there was no audio in it. It's just his audio didn't work. So it was one of those, this has happened a few times. I, right. I think we're over it now because even the backup failed where my audio worked. So I have to listen to an entire session of just me talking, not him, <laughs> but I remember what yeah. was said. So I'll, I'll tell you a few things that happened in that missing session. So you, you, you get the, the sense of where we are. Okay. And then I'll, I'll drop the bomb on you guys that Meredith didn't get. So in that one, we were just talking about knowing his role at work and in the relationship and seeing kind of the two different gears that he can have there. In the one that we missed, you mean? Yeah. And the one that you missed. Okay. So this okay. is all stuff that he and I talked about. We, we were talking about finding your grounding in the relationship. And one thing I said to him in that is your partners are, are different and you're different in every relationship you've been in because you're growing and evolving, hopefully. And that no relationship that you're going to be in is going to be perfect. The, the perfect relationship is one that recognizes its imperfections and allows for growth of both people. Right. And he really took that, like, like he really got that and liked that and liked that idea. And for him, there was a shift of finding support just in one person versus finding the support from the community and the people around you. Because he has always tried for him in every relationship to make that person his sole source of support and sometimes his sole source of happiness, right? Like even his mom and stuff, we see that. And there was a analogy that I used. We talked about the baseball analogy. I think you and I, Meredith, yeah, last week, and we 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 really did drill it and kind of looked at like, yeah, you have you have a whole team behind you. You don't have to strike everybody out as the pitcher. You don't have to throw your best stuff all the time. And Drew actually got emotional during that session, the one that wasn't recorded, where he understood like you don't have to have your best stuff on the mound as the pitcher, your community will have your back. Your support is there for you to lean on when you need it. And not like just the reassurance, but, right. but just to pick you up a little bit. And he got that, that meant a lot to him and cool. Finished the session and he felt pretty good because he was okay. looking at the community at large. Then he goes to Arizona to surprise his mom. This is the one where we talked about this, uh, I think a week ago when he was going to just buy the ticket to go see them oh, without right. asking and for permission was, to buy the ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I remember that. Right? Yep. So this was his mom's birthday and he was going to surprise them in Arizona and see them separate from the funeral. It was the following weekend. So part of what you'll hear is, is how that went. Okay. And what, what was going on with that. So he is fresh off of some of these things. He's fresh off of the funeral with for a, a good friend of his, fresh off of having that trip to Arizona and how that went. And <laughs> I think the the bomb that I I dropped, or I will drop, that I didn't drop on you, the bomb that I'm going to drop on you guys is the day before the session you're about to hear, Drew called me 
And he was already in a mode of like snooping and not trusting and feeling off. Because of stuff with his mom. Because of stuff with his mom, you know, okay. that you'll hear about because a little of it came up here. And he's, he's already been in that mindset, but he goes and finds out that his girlfriend cheated on him. What? Yeah. I was so fucking confused as to why her not picking him up at the airport potentially caused a break, caused a breakup, even though I still wasn't sure about what was happening. Wait, wait, wait. He caught her cheating? Well, he did. Um, okay. Not caught. I mean, but she, something happened. Something happened. Yes. Okay. So cut to now a day after that phone call with him where he found something on the phone and was like, oh my God, this is not okay. And he's in that place. This is where the session takes place. So he's going to catch okay. us up, but he'll make reference to this and just know that's kind of the climate of where he is and what's going on for him. So this is stuff okay. that we don't really focus too much on in the session and you guys will hear it and it'll make sense, but it, it, it is pretty fresh for him and we'll come back on, we'll break it down and you'll hear Meredith go nutty and me explain why sure, I did or sure. didn't press him and do certain things. Cool. Right. Okay. Yep. Right. And, and Meredith will recover because now she feels a little bit better having heard <laughs> some of this that she didn't hear. Yeah. Okay. No, you're not so crazy. We'll... You're not crazy. Oh, you are. Nah, not because of this, though. <laughs> okay, we'll be back. And break it down in a minute. All right. So I know we talked a little last night, and you're going to catch me up in a second. Everything that happened today, everything that led up to what you were telling me last night. Before we even do that, I want to see you take a deep breath can see it in you like even as we were setting up like give me give me a breath or two if you can that's the craziest part about all of this too just like while i'm talking about it is like mentally like rationally i'm okay everything kind of like okay but uh like my stomach really eaten in like a day and a half and yeah. I'm trying. I sat down and tried to eat a bowl of cereal this morning, but I threw it up. And like, I know I need to eat. And I'm trying, but it's just kind of like, a, like physically, I'm just kind of like, it's just so fucked up right now. I'm not down the rabbit hole or anything, but I still, I'm like, still feeling it. It's weird. Yeah, and it might not be down the rabbit hole, but you had some shit happen this week. Yeah, it still takes a toll on us without being able to regulate our bodies. Even if you know what's going on and it makes sense, you're going to reach for weed. Fill me in. Let me know what's going on. This, this is spew time again. Going into not having a session last week, you know, my friend had passed away. So I was kind of already on edge. Like I thought my homeboy died because he was sick, but turns out it was a, a drug overdose. So it kind of hit home, you know, because I was kind of somber about it for a little bit. And going into like that weekend, you know, it's kind of on the back of my mind, like already 
already triggered by it, you know, going into like seeing my mom and what that looks like, especially because I knew I was going to surprise her. Like she had no idea I was going to be there. Get to the hotel, they're sitting by the pool and I pop my head over the corner because uh, I couldn't get in the gate. And so I'm popping up. I'm like, hey guys, what's up? And like, they all look up at me and they're like, oh, what's up? You know, and so I'm, I'm all nervous and like, I'm kind of shaky, you know, like my dad's boss was there and I didn't know that. So I kind of felt like I was intruding on their weekend a little bit at that point. So you're a little on edge with that. I'm kind of showing up in a weird way, you know, like I haven't, I guess, before. And then my mom was sitting there with the G&T. My dad's sitting there with another one. They're like, the other couple's drinking too. And like, you know, at first I was like, God, here we go again. It didn't necessarily bother me the way it has in the past in the sense of like seeing her doing it and freaking out because of it. I still felt bad. I almost felt sorry for her. You know, I was like, fuck, like you're really doing this again? Like really? Pattern wise, every time she has one, she has 10. It's never just yeah. one. You know, like, it's never gotcha. like she's never been just one. So if I see one, it's whether she's shown me or not, like there's a lot more. We kind of sat by the, the pool at a, at like a table and really chit chatted and had a nice dinner. Really made me feel welcome in that. And, you know, that felt really good. I was still able to kind of be like, okay, this is good. I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm, I'm glad I'm around my parents. You know, I, I was taking the good in. I was trying to be grateful for what it was. So all good, come back in the morning. And then all of a sudden my mom just has a fucking huge, like a huge knot on her head. And so what happened was in the, the place they were staying, there were stairs, concrete stairs going from the living room up into like the bedroom, like hallway. Right. And so even me, I, I tripped up those stairs going to the bathroom. So I understand it. And so it's like, I don't know really how to feel about it. Cause she tripped and fell and literally almost killed herself. Cause she's on blood thinners. My problem with all that is, is like the trust issues I have already. And she's like, oh, I'm fine. You know, and she kind of tried to talk to me about it that day too. She's like, yeah, you see me having a drink. Like it's my birthday. Like I'm okay. Like I got all my demons out of me. Like everything's fine. You know, like I've had that conversation so many times, like so many times. And, And so it's like, okay, like here we go again. And then to see her like that, you know, and so embarrassed and, and right back to her falling in the street after my football game, you know, like I'm, yep. I'm right back yep. there. And I was like, why didn't you guys go to the hospital? And I guess that's where my Superman comes in, where I would instantly, no, we're going to the fucking hospital right now. Like, let's go get looked at, make sure everything's okay. Like, nah, like we don't mess around like this, right? Like it's a serious thing. And so, um, I guess I was kind of disappointed in that and kind of how it was treated and taken care of. And I think that somewhat reinforced how I feel about my feelings of not being there and being able to kind of like watch over it and help. I think those feelings definitely came up. And then, uh, you know, leaving, I really broke down when I left. Like I was cool the whole way. You know, I, I didn't cry once. And, and then I don't know, for whatever reason, like I was just hugging my mom on the way out that I just couldn't let go of her. You know, it was one of those things where I just, I needed to hold her for a minute. And, uh, I don't know. Like I told you about the note she wrote me, um, you know, when she tried to commit suicide like the second time. And um, I had this just weird, eerie feeling, like this gut weird, eerie feeling that I was like me saying bye to my mom right there. And I, you know, and I think it was really hard to walk away. And, uh, and so I texted a girlfriend and I was like, Hey, like, I'm not doing good. I can't really explain it right now. Like, I just really need you right now. Right. 
in a really big way. I need you to show up right now. And uh, she had gone out to go to the bars and she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll pick you up. Like, don't worry, I'll be there. Great, right? And so I text her, like, right when I'm about to take off. And I'm like, hey, here's my flight. Here's my shit. I'll see you in a little bit. And she then texts me back. And I'm like, yo, are you drinking? Like, don't, like, what do you, like, come on. Like, are you drinking and driving? Like, that's a fucking horrible idea. Like, do you want me to just take an Uber? And she was like, yeah, it's probably better if you take an Uber. And so, like, instantly, like, I just felt super lonely. And, and like, it's been weird kind of, like, throughout all of this process is, like, I've been crying, you know, and I've felt this, but, like, at no point have I lost sight of who I am and that I am okay and that it hurts really fucking bad, but it's going to be, like, I'm going to be okay, and I know that. I've been through worse, and, and I've gotten through better. But, you know, I had this weird kind of gut feeling I went snooping. Also can't allow myself to get trapped just because I feel comfortable with her. I want to forgive her, and, like, I think you can work through anything, and... And, like, I want to have that type of relationship. I want to be able to say that, like, I stood my ground and, and like, I didn't get mistreated, which is kind of hard for me to understand. And so, like, half of me sees, like, the really good in her and, and all of that and, and wants to at least have one foot out the door, not close the door, if that makes sense. What's the one foot out the door? I think it's giving my, myself the opportunity to be okay with being by myself and walking away while still giving an opportunity for self-growth and, and an opportunity to mess up and learn from it. I feel like I get hurt a lot of the time by being vulnerable. And I think this is kind of one of those situations where I don't want to lose sight of who I am in anything. And I'm not going to allow myself to stay in an abusive relationship in that sense. You know, like, fuck that. I, I don't put up with that. I don't want it. I don't want anything to do with it. Um, right. kind of where we're at right now is now nah, we're broken up like you can't live here and you gotta come get all your shit if you want an opportunity then i need you to show me by being single and not going out and fucking around and getting your shit straight and, and really working on yourself and you know i'm not saying like never are we ever gonna get back together but i don't want that right now at all i was able to listen to my gut and that was one of my, my gratefuls that I wrote down the other day, which is crazy, crazy. And I also wrote down awareness. I'm trusting myself a lot more. And I think uh, while I'm trusting myself a lot more, it's allowing me to kind of um, not trust people and still understand that I can have a relationship with them. Just kind of in a, like my mom, I don't trust her at all, you know, like at all. And, and I still love her and I, you know, and I still want her in my life. And like, it's still my mom. Detachment is so hard for me. Cause it's like, well, like I want to love everybody. I just don't know morally where I can draw a line of like, well, yeah, that hurt really bad. And I got to never talk to you again. I have forgiveness in my heart and I want to be able to, to help build you from this, whether that means I'm in your life as a relationship or not. You know, like I, I even said this to her, like, I was like, I really hope that you can see like what you did in all this and how fucked up it was so that hopefully your next relationship can benefit off of this and you can be better off from it. I really hope that you can learn something from this, whether that's me, whether that's the next one, whether I don't, you know, who knows? I just hope that she can, she can grow. And, uh, and I think I'm growing a lot right now too, in my own. And and I think this last year has really allowed me to kind of build the foundation for that, which is like such a blessing for me because this conversation versus old girlfriend is so, so different, you know, and I feel it and I can see it. And I'm so like, I'm so grateful for that. Cause I mean, I mean, time means everything, isn't it? 
you know, it's just kind of making me take a step back and, and like, I'm trying to understand like the master plan and all of this and kind of be along for the ride and kind of let go of control a little bit, you know, as much as I want to stay in control, especially in the relationships in my life and what that looks like. It's self-reflection, self-progression over the last year, year and a half, two years. And, and so like to be able to get through that, handle it and still feel it, you know, and still be like, yeah, I'm not okay right now. I know what I'm doing. I'm not just fucking a chicken with my head cut off. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm yeah. very, I know yeah. what I'm doing. And then, you know, as long as I'm happy, that's like what's most important. Having my community around me, I think I've always been the person that needed somebody else in my life. You know, I always needed that that puzzle piece. And and I thought I was rolling with her and I thought that was cool. And I thought we were getting, like, we were on the same pathway. You were on the same pathway. Who you are now versus who you were a year ago. You've built a lot of strength in yourself. You should give yourself a lot of credit for that because that's, that's hard to do. You're a different man than you were a year ago. And that's you being in your life and experiencing it. And that's your whole complete circle, not because you shoved a missing pie piece in there and now you're okay. It's, it's your life. You got people around you that are around you for who you are and what you attract, not where you fit in. I offer me as just me and being authentic. Right. And, and, and I think that's what I'm finally seeing now in a lot of that. I think, I think I'm kind of taking a step back at this point and just being proud of myself in a very grateful, appreciative, very blessed, very proud type of standpoint right. now. And that's exactly what the point of what I want to be doing in my life is. No matter what I'm doing as far as work, I just want that connection. I think I guess why... I, why I'm, I'm again, like I'm fucking hurt by girlfriend because yeah. I, it's a trust thing. As much as I don't want to say it, like it's just reaffirming like my truth of everything running in a pattern, and you know I'm kind of taking a step back on this one and and self reflecting now and being like, well, I, I read it one day a while back and. He basically said the definition of insanity is, is repeating the same pattern and expecting a different outcome. And I'm like, okay, well, I keep having the same outcome. What's the pattern? And so I'm trying to kind of like self-reflect now on what that looks like. Again, like I don't want to be in another relationship. I don't just want a body next to me. You know, I think that's what I really like craved for a while was just a body here. And I think that even though that's still hard, you know, I, I still crave that. Like it's still there, but it's not overwhelming to where I'm almost crippled by it. Yeah. It's not overtaking you. It's there and you're aware of it in the beginning causes us to overlook things and you wanted to love her. I would argue that you were not loving yourself, that you did not respect yourself the same way you would respect other people. Who you really are is worthy of love as you actually are. Yeah, well, and I think right right now, too, I'm experiencing self-respect at its finest. And I think I'm really proud of how I'm handling this. Yeah, you hurt me, but you need, like, let's talk about it. Because hopefully at the end of the day, like, I can either leave with a less bitter taste in my mouth. Or again, like, I think the... the how do you do that? I Honestly, like, if I never talk to her again right now, I think that I would regret that. It's just not who I am. But even with old girlfriend. Like we always had that kind of lingering, it wasn't finished type of thing up until like a year ago. I don't want that with her. Yeah. You know, I don't want the lingering, 
anything you know i i want to be very mature about this and like i'm not going to just get emotional and have her cry and be i'm sorry and be like, oh i see you crying okay we're good you know i'm like i'm not doing that and so i i don't know i, I think i'm very hurt and i'm very proud of myself for being hurt and being okay yeah i'm i'm actually i'm proud of you for saying that i'm hurt and not overlooking you you are hurt and there is a wound and you do need to heal that I mean, coming off the heels of just seeing your mom and what she's doing, at some point we can get into looking at a pattern of choosing people consciously or unconsciously where I'm going to replay and play out the relationship with my mom. I don't know. Like at a certain point, you just kind of got to laugh. Like, it's just like, like, okay, like this is, it's so, I don't know. It's, uh, I feel like everybody deals with this to a certain degree. It's kind of funny to sit back and laugh because it's human. It's a human experience. It's just kind of crazy that like the acceptance, you know, I think again, going back to a year ago, year and a half when you gave me the 10% of disappointment, I think that's kind of morphed and, and transformed into true acceptance of what my life is, you know, and who I am and, and what I want. It's kind of nice to step back and be like, okay, this is just kind of like the human experience. I'm going to be okay. This it sucks, but the cool thing is, and I've said this before, every time shit gets really bad, it always gets really good after, like always. And so, and so, like what I'm looking at my horizon and kind of what I'm super excited for this year, and, and it's just a different, it's a lot more grounded excitement in what I'm doing instead of the uncontrolled shooting in the dark as, as I was last year. Whereas now I kind of feel like I got some uh, stepping stones that I can kind of follow and. I'm going to, I'm going to channel you for a second and throw two things at you that come from you. The first one is you knowing you're okay. You recognize, okay, there's a lot I can't control out there. What I control is in here. Wait, I can be me. I don't have to be anything for anybody else. I can actually be me. I'm going to get support come to me. Second thing I'll tell you, you can lie to everybody else. Can't lie to yourself. Said, I want to throw love into that. Yeah. You can't love anybody else until you love yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. Now that I trust myself, I think I'm really scared to trust other people. Yeah. Yeah, because I've been burned. You're going to be a little more hesitant. Oh, yeah. Maybe I don't need to jump right in. Maybe I don't need to throw on the cape and rescue everybody else. Maybe I don't need to be rescued, but maybe I need to just sit here and be me while somebody can be them and we can just cool here we are i think what i'm understanding is like i'm okay alone i think i'm, I'm, like, I'm alone right now and i'm, I'm 100 okay i have my thoughts i cry a little bit but at the end of the day like i'm okay i think now understanding that and and kind of having the mindset of not wanting to get into a relationship and and kind of really focusing on myself. I am doing everything that I want to be doing and doing it how I want to be doing it. Yeah, I love that. I'm going to give you homework. Yeah. You can do it as an illustration or you can do it as writing. You can do it as either one, but I'm giving you hot fudge Sunday homework. There's two Sundays that I'm picturing and you can do it however you want to do it, right? There's no rules for this. But the two Sundays that I'm picturing one is the hot fudge Sunday that you have been before in your life. That when you look at yourself historically, what that 
a hot fudge sundae looked like. Because that was putting on the cape. That was needing this, needing that, you know, and however you want to illustrate it or write it. And the second hot fudge sundae, you can probably guess. If I, even if I don't have it, here's what I want. Your flavor of ice cream is going to be different. You might not have hot fudge. You might have caramel, butterscotch, you know, whatever. I don't know how many other <laughs> toppings there are. You know, you might put some Heath bar on the top or Oreos or, you know, whatever, or fruit. I don't know. And maybe right now you're like, no, I don't want a cherry on top right now. Fuck that. No women, no cherry on top. Or it might be like, no, I do want a cherry, but here's what I want the cherry to be like. Yeah. And it's, it, it's okay if right now I don't have one, but I know the kind that I want. And here's, here's what I want. So that when I see it, I'll recognize it. It might sound silly, but it, it's something about highlighting what has been important to you that shifted over time and what is important to you now. Yeah. And graphically, that's going to be able to see those two. is going to be fun. Right. You can go there. Yeah. And I think I'm okay going there now and not needing, uh, I'm okay going there alone. Take a couple deep breaths and let your body know you're going to be okay. Yeah, definitely. And it's crazy. Like I am doing okay. Like, like I am. Yeah. I mean, look, there's a version of this where I, I've known you <laughs> and you would just be fucking devastated. My mom, another buddy, my girl. Well, I think it's not to say that I'm not. It's just I can handle it. I can do it. I got this. And we're back. We are back. Okay. I don't know. I mean, now that you told me some of the information, it makes more sense right for sure it definitely <laughs> right. makes more sense and okay you started him off like take some deep breaths he was talking about how he's like physically ill can't really eat throws up when he eats right again making a lot more sense then talked about how one of his friends died and i was like what the fuck that is horrible and sad and another thing that's not an old thing. That's another thing that was piled on all of this, right? Yeah. The, the friend had, I mean, that had already happened and that had been building. I think when he got to the funeral, he found out that it was an OD. He didn't know what the, what the cause of death was or what contributed to it. So he found that out. Okay. So that, that, that was tough for him, like finding out about, so about sad. the death and yeah. Yes. Yep. Then again, I was like, wait, okay. He was triggered because of his mom. And then all of a sudden he was surprising his parents. And I'm like, what? But now it makes sense. So he went to Arizona where his parents were. It was her birthday. Right. Surprised them. He pulls up and is like looking over the gate to get in. And they're just drinking cocktails by the pool. Right. <laughs> it's, and, and they were, they were staying someplace in Arizona and he just kind of shows up like, Hey, what's up guys? How's it going? And he right. just realized like, Oh, they're sitting poolside drinking cocktails, you know, having their umbrella drinks. And I think he said his dad's boss and was there and he didn't realize that, oh, that they've got something going on. He just thought they were going to be there for his mom's birthday and he just show up and surprise them. And there they are sitting with their gin and tonics. And that part didn't really trigger him too much, but it still triggered him. Well, yeah, because isn't she quote unquote supposed to be sober from everything or is it just from pills 
Well, it's not whether or not she's sober, because I don't know that she's working a program and trying to actively stay sober. Okay. I think it's more like he worries that anytime she's losing control, she's reaching for alcohol, reaching for pills, that it's going to be an OD for her right. in the near term. You know, it, it's just, it's very unsettling for him. And right. something we've worked on is trying to allow that to be her and not right. anything that's his responsibility to fix or, or make better in any way. And that's, you know, that's what he was saying. Like the, when he came back and saw them the next day that she had like a huge welt on her head. Okay. So that was the next day. He wasn't there for that. No, he didn't, he didn't see that happen. Okay. So she fell, he acknowledged there was a thing where that it was easy to trip over that he tripped over himself. I think. Yeah. He was, he was like, yeah, I even tripped over those stairs. Okay. But sure. It just so happens that she tripped over it and had a huge knot on her head. And you know, when he brought up, she tripped and fell, she could have died because she's on blood thinners. And, and then he, he was saying, yeah, I went into Superman action. My thought was, did you, or like, is that a normal response? You know what I mean? Like quote unquote normal. And if it had been in the moment, I think it would have been a very safe and effective and sort of normal response to be like, nope, mom, we're going to the hospital. I get that after the fact, if he were like, well, I'm still taking you to the hospital today, the next day. Okay. But like, I don't know that that's Superman. Well, right. But what he was saying was, here's where my Superman usually comes. Usually I would have been like, we're going to the hospital right now. This is not okay. And he would yeah. make sure that he takes care of everything. And, and that's Superman, right? Yes. What he was realizing is I didn't do that. And it was really cool. Right. It was a real shift for him. And something, again, that we've been working on, like not going into that mode. Don't put on the cape. Maybe you just put on the tights. Maybe you don't put it on at all. It's experiencing that And for him, this was like a challenge because in real time, he's trying to do that and is. He's also triggered. You can pick up on the trigger because then when he's coming home and his girlfriend's not picking him up at the airport and he's like, fuck, oh, you went out drinking the night before, so I should should jump in a car and and take a car home and you're not going to pick me up? Fine, fuck it, whatever. And he's also trying hard not to just say, fuck this, I'm out. So even like I said, the, the day before this, this session, he calls me and tells me about finding something that, that indicates that she was cheating. But what he's really trying to do here is not be reactive. But he found out she was cheating the day before the flight? No, 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 no. He comes back from the flight. Okay. And she doesn't pick him up. So right. he's having trust issues because of mom. Right. So he snoops on the phone, finds this. Got it. Sees it, finds out she's cheating, calls me. We process it a little bit. And then the next day, this is what you're hearing. Okay. So that, so I get it. So he was bummed. He was super bummed about the mom thing. And he called her and he was like, I really need you. Like, I'm bummed. I want your support. Like, pick me up at the airport. She was like, yes, of course. And then he was taking off or landing and she didn't respond. And then eventually he was like, yo, are you drinking? Do you need me to take an Uber? And she's like, yeah, that would be best. So he was already really disappointed just from that, just from the like feeling let down, not cared for, felt alone. 
before he even knew about the okay. Because mm-hmm. when I was listening to it, I was like, I mean, that sucks, man. But I was like, you're going to break up with her because of that? Well, right. But emotionally, remember, his experience was his friend just died of a drug overdose. Totally. He goes to see mom. Mom yes. is, is having alcohol and doing all this. And he said he didn't cry the whole time. He didn't go to Superman mode. But when he went to hug her goodbye, yeah, he just couldn't let go. And he started like bawling. And then yeah. he, he described getting this eerie feeling. And he was like, you know, it's that same feeling that I got when, when she tried to commit suicide the second time and I found the note. Yeah, the suicide note. Exactly. So exactly. fucking sad. So this is where he is when his right. girlfriend then doesn't pick him up at the airport. So sure. he's, he's where he needed that support that we were just talking about. Like I explained at the top of this, of this show, yeah, wanting that support from your community, your team, your people, not just your girlfriend, but totally. all of that. And he gets none of that. Yes. A hundred percent. No, it's horrible. And I look uh, the cheating aside, it's hard for her to probably know how bad of a place he is in that in that moment, he's like, yeah, so triggered by all of this. Like I had this feeling with my mom, blah, blah, blah. Like I, when she's not there with him, it doesn't excuse her behavior, but I can imagine being out with my friends and maybe being like, just not being able to know it's still bitchy to be like, no, take an Uber. I'm out drinking. But like, I can see how without being next to someone and understanding, I, maybe he, right. maybe she did know about how he felt and it felt like when he found the suicide note, or maybe he was just like, I'm really bummed. I want you to be there for me. I don't know. Either way, I'm just not playing devil's advocate, but, and again, this is a, not nothing to do with the cheating, but just that sometimes it's hard to know if people don't really tell us how much they when they say they need us, like what is. Yeah. What's really going on. Right? Yeah. Because it, it's, it's, you know, and for him, he said it earlier in the session that he was feeling embarrassed when he saw his mom yeah. drinking poolside the same way he felt embarrassed at that football game when she yep. was like falling down and one of his buddies noticed it. Yeah. And it wasn't like, yeah, my mom, she's a little fucked up. It was that horrible embarrassment coupled with something horrible could happen. So he's just, he's not feeling right. And what I was, what I've been working on with him and really stressing with him is trying to find that sense of being okay comes from you, you know, that self-talk. And, and it's, it's not always just organically coming from us. We need a therapist, a good friend, a partner, and it's looking for that and getting it, not seeing where it isn't and adding to what we're already feeling. Right. So his, his MO also has been, if, if his girlfriend is not there for him, the way he wants her there in that moment, he's done, he's out, goodbye. Yeah. So we kind of slowed that down and why I didn't even talk about the cheating in this, because he didn't bring it up. That wasn't the main thing. It was, man, his whole system is just way through the roof, like dealing with a lot of these things, the friend dying of a drug overdose, finding out it was the drug overdose, his mom, her not picking, partner not picking him up. And he's got all this going on and he just feels like, I've got nothing. Right. It's really trying to build his ego strength, not look at like, oh, the cheat, what what are you going to do? No, you can't do that. You can't let her do that. You got to, no. Right. That would be a disservice to him. Well, and that was a thing at some point he talked about having one foot out the door and not closing the door. Right. And 
then I was like, is he, is he still talking about this relationship or are they totally broken up and not talking anymore? Or do we know? No, the, the, he was talking about this relationship and okay. he was, you know, he, he pretty much said, Hey, I need to just step back for a minute. And right. well, I, I think it was really cool that he realizes, look, I'm going to be okay. I want to have one foot out the door. I don't want to close the door. I, I want to be able to not shut down and still be protective of myself, not lose sight of who I am, as he said, and, and feeling out his boundaries. He even said, I want to have forgiveness in my heart. Like, okay, but it doesn't mean be a doormat and just let somebody walk all over you. And it doesn't mean shut down. So he's right. actively navigating, well, what's that going to mean here? Right. So giving him some space to really feel that out and see what that means. Love that he also pulled out the definition of insanity, right? Repeating yeah. the same pattern, expecting a different result. And yeah. he said, I keep seeing the same result and I'm looking for the pattern here. And then, and again, I'm just wanting to confirm the things that I read or heard or whatever, but he was talking about an abusive relationship was that this relationship that he was referring to or in general, or? I think what he was saying is I'm not going to stay in an abusive relationship in that sense. Meaning if somebody's going to repeatedly be cheating on me or be hurting me or not there for me, I'm not going to stay in that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not right. going to keep being vulnerable and keep getting okay. hurt. And that's the protective part. Like, yeah, you can still be protective. Right. You know, that, that's, that's, you know, when I was, he said that when I asked, well, well, what does one foot out the door mean? What does that look like? Right. He was saying, look, I'm, I'm again, I'm not going to be a doormat. I'm not going to stay in, in an abusive relationship in that sense, the sense where right. I'm being vulnerable and I keep getting hurt. Like, nope. Right. And I don't want to just close off entirely. So let's see how this works. And I was so proud of him for really yeah. kind of just going, well, let me see how I really want to show up here. And when right. I do, then I'll see who else shows up. Well, yeah. And he was talking about how, you know, he craves a body. He craves somebody and having a warm body, having company. Yeah. I mean, romantic, whatever. Sometimes it's just even nice to have your best friend or your sister or whatever. You're sitting on the couch under a blanket watching a movie. Of course, it's different in a romantic relationship. But I mean, even a right. dog, like it's nice to literally have a warm body there and just to know that you're not alone. So I think just acknowledging that for him is really important. And for all, all of us to be okay with the idea that doesn't always have to be the person like, sure. It may, maybe we're very in love with our person. And if we break up or crush, but a lot of times it's like, thank you next, because sometimes it's just about having a companion. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because we clipped a lot when he was talking about work, you know, and he was working on a brand with somebody and they were doing a lot of things, meeting a lot of people and had something really exciting potentially happen for the brand. And then the person wound up kind of screwing him over. So it was a lot of what we're talking about, this climate that's going on for him is happening in his work too. And he was trying to see it as really getting burned in this work relationship where oh man, I can't put all of my energy into this one partner at work and then get burned and have it all go to shit. Like, okay, right. how do I do this? How do I do, and how do I do it without 
just going, fuck it and walking away. And how do I do it without staying in that abusive relationship? You know, and abusive right. in the sense of somebody, you know, they decide how they're going to do something for their brand together as partners. Right. And then the partner goes out and does it a different way. Like what? Right. And it, it blows up in his face and therefore blows up in their faces. Again, it's happening all around him. So he's really like, trying to find his grounding and even said it later in the episode, like, I'm not just a a chicken with my head cut off. I I know what I'm doing. I'm okay. And it was that experience for him could have been a year ago, the chicken with its head cut off. Yeah. So it's, I even said like right now versus a year ago, because if, if your older girlfriend did this or this happened, like how would it go? And he'd be like, oh yeah, fuck, totally different. Yeah. And, and you talked about, you can't love anyone else until you can love yourself, which of course is true. And is also very annoying. <laughs> and that right. it doesn't mean that we can't have our ups and downs, right? It doesn't mean that we can't be in a healthy relationship and have moments of doubt about ourselves or lack of self-confidence at times. It just means like, if you're fucking miserable and you really don't like yourself, you are going to be hard pressed to be in a healthy relationship with a person that is your partner, literally. Totally. It's funny because we've talked about, and in a relationship, I think it's pretty common and all over Hallmark and whatever fucking social media wants to say that love is unconditional and it's wonderful and it's beautiful. Like, no, no, no. There are some things that you need to have conditions on. Like you're not going to cheat on me. Like that's not right. love. That's not okay. You know? Yeah. It's the, the love that he wanted to give to her. He would give freely, but realizing like, Oh wait, I'm not getting it back. And he's worked on that reciprocity piece. He's, he's worked on a lot of this stuff so well. When I said, there's two things that you've said to me before, and I'm going to give them back to you. I think he was talking about his dad had said, you can lie to everybody else, but you can't lie to yourself. And then right. he said, yeah, I want to I want to make it about love. You can't love anybody else until you love yourself. That was his line. Right. right. You know, and this is overall what's going on with him now. He's not loving himself. He's starting to. But that idea for him has been forgiveness in my heart. I will forgive her for cheating on me. I will forgive right. my business partner for screwing this up. I will forgive this, forgive that, and I will love them so much so that they will love me. What he's learning right. now is wait a second. No, no, no. I'm going to pause, not blow it up and not just be a doormat. I'm going to figure out how I love myself. Then I can see where they all fit. Then I can respond and react to these things. Right. So tell me about the homework. So I loved the the concept. I don't know what you were talking about, but the hot fudge (laughs) sundae. Okay. So love the concept. So describe what your hot fudge sundae would look like (laughs) in the past up until now, the things that ha- were important to you, and then right, right. the things that are important to you now. I'm trying to think about it. Like, so can it go either way? Can the new one, can the old one have all sorts of fucking nuts and whipped cream and blah, 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 and then the new one just be ice cream? How are we working here? Tell me, tell me about this. Cool. Yeah. So if you remember from school, it's something called an eco map. Uh-huh. Right. It's it's a it's a visual representation of all the systems at play in somebody's life. Right? right. And you look at how strained or broken or strong are the connections to all these things. And when I've talked about relationships, you know, I use the analogy of a hot fudge Sunday. I think that was one that my sister gave me a while ago. 
You don't want to make somebody your entire Sunday. Yes. You don't want to make them your ice cream base either. You're right. the ice cream base. Let right. them be the hot fudge or let them be the cherries or sprinkles or whatever you put on top of your Sunday. But you have to be the ice cream. And it's the ice cream you choose, you know, whether you want to be chocolate or a couple different ice cream, fine. Be that base and then look at what else would you add into that? What is your hot fudge? Is that your job? Is that uh, listening to music? Is that whatever it might be? So I wanted him to look at essentially create an eco map for where you've been historically and how things have, have been. Right. And that's looking at what did things historically look like for you? How did they play upon you? You know, and what are the things that are in your hot fudge Sunday? Right. In your eco map. Then what do you want it to look like? And what are you choosing it to be? Right. Because a lot of, I think how he's been is based on how he's always been or what he's right. re reacted to in his past. Right. So being able to choose the kind of hot fudge, or like I said, could be caramel or caramel, however you want to pronounce it. <laughs> right? But looking uh. at like, what kind of girlfriend do you want to have? What kind of business partner do you want to have? How do you want that to be? And, and I even said like, yeah, maybe you don't want a cherry on top. Like I, I don't want a girlfriend right. right now. Don't want one. Right. And that's okay. I know. I loved your, I was like, did he have to pick the cherry to be the girlfriend? I was like, come <laughs> <Right>? on. <laughs> it was amazing. Well, if we were, if we were talking about you, clearly I would have just used nuts. <laughs> ah, funny. Uh -huh, funny. Uh -huh. So I guess, I guess full circle, you are a little nuts. With the cherry on top. That's right. Okay. So poor fucking guy. I am so sorry, Drew. God, that just sounds like a lot that you've been going through. Yeah. He, he's going through it. And what's really cool though is, and I said it at the tail end of this, like that version of him a year ago would have been just fucking devastated by all this. Yeah. His mom, his buddy, his girl. And he's like, yep. yeah, I can handle it. I know I got this. Right. And it, that's knowing he's got some core ego strength. He's got some sense of himself and being okay. And that's amazing. So even though we think, oh, poor Drew, yeah, I'm sorry he's going through this. And we did a, a lot of that, especially over the phone. Like, oh man, I'm sorry you're going through that. And how cool that he's really building up his core strength this way. Right. Yep. For sure. And also just sorry that he has to go through this and we all go through shit. And just the fact that like, you're able to handle it this much better, Drew. Amazing. Right. Keep on trucking, Drew. That's right. Indeed. Indeed. Y'all keep trucking. We will see you on the flippity flop. God, did I really say that? <laughs> yeah, you sure did. Uh-huh. There we have it. On that note. On that note, we are out. We'll see you. Talk to you. Be with you next week. Bye. Bye.